0: friends, Welcome to the broadcast, it is of course Corbett Report Radio here on Republic Broadcasting and I am your host James Corbett of CorbettReport.com coming to you tonight as every night all the way from my home recording studios here in the sunny climes of western Japan and it is certainly a sunny day for us today on this 22nd of December all the way over here on the eastern side of the globe on the land of the rising sun so I certainly hope wherever you are You're staying safe and warm and happy in, well, I guess what is the shortest day of the year? So make the most of it uh, while you can. I guess it's already come and gone pretty much for most of you who are listening to my voice right now. But on a different note, I suppose we should get into tonight's broadcast because we have, again, quite a program lined up for you tonight. We're going to be talking to none other than Dan Dix of PressFortruth.ca and the brand new PressFortruth.tv a subscriber website that looks like it's going to be a wealth of information on all things related to the New World Order generally. But Dan Dix is based in Toronto and has been doing some excellent reporting over the years, especially on Canada and the North American Union and many of the aspects of this from a Canadian perspective. And being a Canadian myself, of course, I'm greatly interested in this. But I think even for our Neighbors down south there in the United States, I think this is an extremely important uh, aspect of what's going on right now. As unfortunately, the globalists seem to be getting a, a larger and larger foothold on on or toehold on the situation. As unfortunately, the economic collapse continues to spiral down, and their pre-made solution of a regional and global government seems to be following in its wake. So. Very important issue. Of course, uh, Dan Dix talks about many other issues besides he's a wealth of information and a documentary filmmaker to boot. So for people who haven't seen any of his documentaries, I highly recommend that you go and check them out. They're available for free online at youtube.com slash WeavingSpider, also at PressForTruth.ca. So without further ado, Dan Dix, it's great to have you on the program. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk with us tonight.
1: Uh, No problem at all, James. Thank you very much for having me on. I'm uh, happy to be here.
0: Well, it is great to have you here. I know we've talked a number of times in the past, but uh this is the first time on Corbett Report Radio. So for the listeners out there in Radio Land who may not not have heard your voice before, perhaps we should introduce you and a little bit about what work you do at pressfortruth.ca. Sure. Yeah.
1: Um, about uh 6 uh, years ago or so now, I started up uh Alternative Independent Media Group uh based here in Toronto called Press for Truth and uh Basically, what we do is we try to just cover um, many issues that either the mainstream media is just not touching, or that they will often just put their own spin on it, and um, we just try to provide some alternative uh, kind of viewpoints to some of the things going on in the world. So we started out, um, you know, making videos for for YouTube, and uh, eventually got into making full-blown documentary films. And um, and now we're for the last five or six months or so, I've been doing uh, weekly videos uh, coming out every Wednesday, and um, so we're we're constantly trying to uh, pick up our efforts here at Press for Truth. Um, so that's uh, that's 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 it in a nutshell.
0: It is that, uh, in a nutshell, and it's not just uh, what you're trying to do. I think it's what you're succeeding in doing. And again, uh, for anyone who hasn't seen the documentaries you've been putting out, I really hope they will, because you've just done some incredible work there. And I'm, I'm not just blowing smoke. I really believe it. And uh, and I guess uh, really what we should be telling people about tonight is PressForTruth TV, your brand new subscription website. But uh, we're just coming up on the first break here, so we'll take a couple of minutes breather, and we'll be uh, back talking to Dan Dix about. All of his work at Press for Truth and all of the work he's done over the years covering such things as the SPP Summit in Montebello in 2007 and the, uh, the uh, recent uh, G20 in Toronto last year, which was uh, just a horrific event from so many different levels. But right there, well, let's hold it right there and we'll, we'll be back in a few minutes just after these messages. Back to the broadcast, friends. James Corbett here of CorbettReport.com, and tonight we're talking to Dan Dix of PressFortruth.ca and the brand new PressFortruth.tv. And if you want to get in on tonight's conversation, it's 1 800 313 9443. That's 1 800 313 9443. And uh, Dan, before the break, we're introducing yourself to the to the listeners a bit and talking about some of the work you've done in the past. But I would like to uh, once again uh, recommend people go and take a look at some of that work at uh, PressForTruth.ca because I really do think that you've done some incredible work documenting things that, uh, of course, the mainstream media isn't documenting, and even a lot of the alternative media hasn't really uh, documented to the degree that you have. So let's just talk a little bit about some of the work that you've done in the past uh, at, for example, the SVP Summit or the G20 or some of the other things you've been involved with.
1: Sure, yeah. I mean, I kind of really got it started out when I first attended a Bilderberg uh, conference in uh, Ottawa, Canada, in 2006. And um, that's really when I got, uh, I guess you could call it the itch, to want to continue to do this type of uh, reporting and investigating and documenting and um, prior to that, you know, for years I had gone to you know similar things and protests and this and that. But it was around 06 when I started bringing ca- a camera with me and just you know filming everything I, I possibly could, and and that uh, quickly led to the very the very next year is when uh, the the SPP summit came to Montevello, Quebec. So I, uh, I, you know, I was all over it. I figured I'd go down there and film it. I didn't know what was going to happen. I, I didn't know what I would even do potentially with the footage. You know, all I knew is I wanted to document it. And so I went there and did just that. And then uh, when I got back from the summit and got home, uh, me and my friend Stephen Davies uh, sat down and we looked at our footage and uh, we thought, you know, together we we got something here. Uh, we we may have the makings of a film here. And then we found out about the provocateur incident, the, the now infamous uh, agent provocateur incident that happened there at the spp summit where those three police officers were caught red-handed uh, dressed up as aggressive protesters so
0: you know in, in light of
1: all that we figured you know what i think we have the makings of a film here and uh... so that's pretty much how i got into uh, making documentary films and then uh, after that um... I uh, hooked up with Brian law he saw my film uh, the nation's deathbed wanted to wanted to get in contact with me and uh, we decided to make a film together so uh, right right away we, we got right into it and worked on uh, United we fall for a good uh, two years we worked on that one uh, which gets into the whole concept of the North American Union and uh, this idea of Canada the US and Mexico uh, coming together which by the way we're starting to see some major major, uh, strides in, in that direction lately, um, and then uh, as soon as that film uh, was released, um, pretty much the the G20 was was already uh, on its way to town here. Uh, so we figured, well, we better uh, get a get a camera crew together and document this one as well. And um, you know, we did just that. I, I had a number of guys helping me film, and we captured a lot of footage and and put it together into a comprehensive two hour a documentary called Into the Fire um, which pretty much documents the whole uh, summit weekend chronologically um, so yeah that's uh, that's kind of how I started out and that's what brought me uh to to where I'm doing things uh now on a weekly basis and soon to be a daily basis so um we're definitely absolutely. Going to well,
0: that's exciting, especially because again, for people who haven't seen your documentaries before, I, I think the uh, the production value on your documentaries is absolutely incredible. Just really, really nice production. It looks uh, as slick as any any uh, fancy, you know, high budget uh, documentary. So I, again, people should really check it out. I think you have some great stuff and some great uh, production values as well. But you did mention there that the Unfortunately, the, the North American Union agenda is rolling along uh, tickety-boo, unfortunately. Of course, the SPP itself kind of died a, a quiet death and since August 2009. There haven't been, uh, there hasn't been much movement on that front, but uh, mm-hmm. all of the agendas, everything that the SPP was striving for has continued. It's just not being called SPP anymore, so there's not that locus for, for protest that people can identify and go and march about. But uh, mm-hmm. But unfortunately, it's still rolling along, and of course... One of the most recent stories we've seen come out on that was just earlier this month when President Obama and Prime Minister Harper signed a new border deal between Canada and the U.S. For people who might have missed that story, tell people a little bit about what that was about and what it really means.
1: Sure. Well, I mean, it's important for people to understand, first of all, how we get to a to that kind of a point. And this thing can be tracked back um, through various trade deals over the years again when they're trying to set up a north american union as their end game agenda um, that is something that needs to be done incrementally and in small kind of stepping stones over time and in our film united we fall we track this thing as far back as the the late 1940s with the with the general agreement on trade and tariffs and then um, one of the next major steps that came in was uh, the FTA in the in the late 80s a bilateral agreement between canada in the u.s and then it wasn't very long after that that uh, mexico wanted to get get involved and so we had the north american free trade agreement and um... of course as you mentioned the spp was the next one to follow and uh... you're right we we did kind of stifle the spp i mean um... well basically the the, the agenda did continue and it's continuing today however they had to rebrand themselves and 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 just call it something else. So they no longer refer to it as an SPP summit, and they just began referring to it as the North American Leaders Summit, which has led to now uh, deals between uh, Obama and Harper, um, where at, at our border it's all under the guise of, of harmonization for for goods and services and also for security um, at the border, and to make it, they say, to make, to make it easier for you know, trade to flow across the border. Um, but really, it's it's another step towards unifying all three of the countries into one. Um, so this is one of the, lately, one of, one of the major steps that, that we've been seeing down there. For uh, Absolutely.
0: And for people who don't know about this and haven't read into the documents, um, I, I did a, a video on this recently that that goes into some of this, but I really do suggest people go and take a look at the actual documents from that border deal, which just contains some incredible things, including the creation of cross-border policing teams whereby U.S. police will be able to operate in Canada and Canadian and in the U.S., pursuing investigations and, and making arrests even on either side of the border. Just a, a, an absolute incredible destruction of sovereignty that's gotten basically no play whatsoever in the media that's been supposedly covering this issue, which I found quite astonishing, really.
1: Yeah, absolutely. That's already set in place. I mean, we, we, we could literally see American troops on Canadian soil, any day now. Um, that's already uh, set in place. A lot, a lot of the other things that came along with this deal too were um, real-time tracking of um, Canadians crossing the border uh, through the RFID chips in our enhanced uh, driver's license. Um, so there's so, a, you know, it's not just a loss of national sovereignty that we are seeing, but it's 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 moving us closer to this kind of Orwellian uh, Big Brother nightmare, um, slowly but surely, that's uh, that's that seems to be what's, what's happening at incremental steps right now.
0: Unfortunately, that's exactly the case. And when you really look at it, when you look at the false flag terrorism that, of course, has been used as the excuse to set up the police state for at least the last 10 years, especially since, of course, 9-11, what that false flag indicated was not just a false flag on on the Middle Eastern Islamic boogeyman, it was really a false flag on the idea of individual liberties and rights and saying that it's because of those liberties that we were attacked, therefore we must take them away. And uh, through that that Orwellian logic, they've managed to institute all of these things in the name of security. But of course, it's all about the consolidation of power which I think anyone who's been researching this has shown. So so really, I mean, uh, for people out there in the U.S. or even in Canada who don't really understand it, Canada has played along, not not just played along, but been an active, willing participant with this agenda for many years, and I think a lot of people don't really understand the part that Canada has played in this creation of this North American Union or the New World Order generally.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, you know, you look at uh, all of our past uh, prime ministers and um, you'll find that, you know, John Cretchen, Paul Martin, Stephen Harper, all of these guys um, have attended Bilderberg conferences and Bilderberg meetings. And I think uh, that's a lot of where some of these um, ideas and agendas are are uh, coming down from. Of course, you have to get invited to a Bilderberg meeting. Um, I don't think that necessarily everyone within Bilderberg is aware of some of these plans and some of these nefarious agendas, um, but certainly there's small criminal element within it that are certainly aware, and um, uh, Canadians have been a part of it uh, for a large extent now, for years now. Um, And uh, on the topic of the false flag terror, James, while I got you on the radio here, I just wanted to commend you on on your video that you made about the uh, 9-11 conspiracy. I thought it was just a fantastic video that really, you know, showed exactly all the, the holes in, in the official story, and I, I just want to commend you for that. I thought you did a great, great job with that, and it's gotten so many views. I think it's it's really helped to wake people up to to, to the lies that, that we've all been fed in, in, with the whole 9-11 issue.
0: Well, thank you very much for that. I'd like to take credit for it, but unfortunately the official story that they expect us to believe is so ridiculous that all you have to do is tell it with a straight face, and uh, and it makes fun of itself. So really it wasn't my work, it was the work of all of those Hardworking men and women in the positions of power who have created the stupidest fairy tale that they possibly could and asked us to believe it. So really, it's uh it's just a self-parodying in so many ways. But uh, but it does go to go to show. You point out that it's uh, garnered quite a few views. In fact, it's uh, approaching a million views now. So it goes to show that uh, that people, uh, a lot of people, will respond to this information when it's put in a, in a slightly different light, or if there's a. There's an element of humor or something to it that they can grasp onto. Uh, it's not always to our benefit just to be confrontational with people and try to yeah. knock down the doors of their uh, doors of perception, I guess. Uh, sometimes it's better to sneak in the back. But at any rate, that's uh, maybe the, that's a tactic uh, discussion for another time. But uh, let's take another short break here. But when we come back on Corporate Report Radio, we're going to continue talking with Dan Dix of PressFortruth.ca and now PressFortruth.tv. We'll talk a little bit about what PressFortruth.tv is and how you can become a member. So let's just take a short breather and we'll be right back on Corbett Report Radio after these messages. Welcome back to the program, friends. James Corbett here, CorbettReport.com. Tonight we're talking to Dan Dix of Press for Truth up in the chilly climes of uh, eastern Canada. So, uh, Dan, it's great to have you here tonight. And uh, tonight I specifically want to get in and, and certainly mention that you are starting to take Press for Truth to the next level, and you're creating a, an entirely new website. It's already up there, so people can go and t- 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 take a look at it right now. It's called pressfortruth.tv and it's a subscription-based website, so let's tell people a little bit about the, the website and the impetus behind us.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, You know, here, here at Press for Truth, we're, we're constantly trying to find uh, more, more ways to get this info out there, and, um, you, you know, basically, I just wanted to uh, start this site to be able to begin doing things on, on, a, on a daily basis. I, I want to uh, just continue to, to kick up my efforts, and um, I... I think it's important for people to understand that, um, you know, nothing is, nothing is, uh, changing with the ca and the way that I've been doing things, uh, for years now. Uh, we're still going to continue with, with the videos and, and, the documentary films and putting them all out there, uh, for free. But the bottom line is, I, I, I have to find, a, a way to sustain myself. I mean, it, it, it costs a lot of money to make the kind of documentary films that we're doing. And to run, uh, you know, the websites, and to have the gear for the shoots, and and all this sort of stuff. So I, I hopefully, this is going to be the way that I can continue uh, to do uh, this work. So I'm kind of counting. Kind of, I'm I'm hoping people will will support uh, what what we're doing there, um, because uh, as I said, I, I I don't know if I'll be able to continue going the way I'm going uh, unless I can get people's support. So we we would just ask that you know, if if you you've been following what we're doing you like what we're doing and you want to see more of it uh, press for truth TV is, is a perfect way to not only get involved in the movement uh, we're going to be developing the members area and uh, people will be able to upload their own content um, but you'll also be uh, supporting supporting our work here at press for truth and basically you know keep keeping it alive so that we can uh, continue to do this work and what it entails when you get your membership is you'll have access to High quality downloads of everything we've done, all of our films, and uh, some of the films we have coming up. Uh, one of which, by the way, is um, the international hearings, the Toronto hearings uh, into uh, 9/11 uh, for, for the 10th anniversary, which took place here uh, in, in September um, for the 10th anniversary. We documented this four-day event, and um, you know, I, I interviewed all of the witnesses, Cynthia McKinney, and and Richard Gage and David Ray Griffin and Peter Dale Scott and uh, Kevin Ryan and Neil Parrott and kind of all all the who's who of the 9-11 Truth Movement. So we're working really hard right now on putting that disc together as well. So all these things are available at PressForTruth.tv for download. And then, of course, I'm going to be getting into daily video blogs. So every Monday to Friday, um, starting in January, you can tune in any day to find out uh is the press for truth perspective on, on the news of the day basically. Um, so that that's what you get with the subscription is access to the site for the daily videos all year and then high quality downloads of everything that we've done and, and we'll do in the future.
0: Well, let me throw my, my hat in the ring in support of what you're doing there. As I say, I'm a huge fan of your documentary projects that you've done so far and all of the uh, the reporting that you've done, uh, just incredible stuff, so I'm very much looking forward to this. And again, I'm not just saying this. I signed up for my own subscription yesterday, so I'm not advocating something that I wouldn't do myself. And I, I know you've uh, just done some incredible work in the past, so I'm very much looking forward to this, and especially getting the uh, the daily news updates especially from the Canadian perspective, I think that's uh, an international perspective that's uh, that's somewhat lacking in some of this alternative media we're getting, and it's, uh, it certainly helps to have as many different perspectives on this as possible. And I know there are a lot of really uh, really supportive listeners out there in the audience. I continue to be absolutely humbled and amazed by all of the people who've signed up for subscriptions to CorbettReport.com, Of course, I'm asking for 100 Japanese yen a month if you like what I'm doing and want to continue uh, to support what I'm doing, and just people continue signing up for that, and I truly couldn't do it without that support. So I certainly hope for people out there who do appreciate Dan's work uh, that you will help support him in this new venture. And again, if you haven't seen the documentaries, maybe we should stress this again, they're all available online for free, so absolutely incredible stuff. And as I understand, uh, Into the Fire has just surpassed a quarter million views on YouTube
1: yeah it has actually um so i'm, I'm pretty pretty pleased with that um uh, you know it's certainly with that with the help of uh, uh of the viewers for sharing it all over the place sharing it on facebook and twitter and youtube and just sending the links out in their email list and this and that um so people have been very uh, supportive in that sense and uh, they've been been spreading the film like wildfire and um it's uh, starting starting to get a lot of views so we're we're certainly appreciative of that, and now it's starting to get into some more uh, festivals. I was recently just down in uh, Korea um, for the Koreans International Film Festival, uh, and then we we won best documentary at a, at a festival up in Huntsville, and uh, we're in a few more festivals now um, coming up in the new year. Um, so that film is uh, still uh, still still doing still doing uh, still doing well, and if you haven't checked it out yet. Um you know, it's called Into the Fire, and you can just type it into YouTube. You can find it on my YouTube channel, which is uh, youtube.com slash weaving spider, or if you go to pressfortruth.ca, you'll see it on the, on the right side there under featured videos. So if you want to check it out for yourself, uh, you can go online and have a look.
0: Absolutely, and it's so great to hear that you're getting that kind of uh, recognition at the festivals because that, that is a good way of building word of mouth about these extremely important documentaries. And again, people can buy their uh, the DVD copies if they want to support that work. Uh, there's Into the Fire about the G20 in Toronto last year. There's uh, United We Fall about the uh, encroaching North American Union. Again, uh, lots of incredible work there, so I hope people will check out press Let's take a short break, but when we come back, we'll continue talking with Dan Dix about the latest news from Canada.
1: You're listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network because you can handle the truth.
0: Welcome back, friends. You are tuned into Corporate Report Radio, and tonight we're talking to Dan Dix of PressForTruth.ca and the brand new PressForTruth. TV, and although I have sung his praises as a documentary filmmaker and as a reporter tonight, uh, he also has uh, other talents, uh, somewhat less heralded, but absolutely no less amazing. Uh, Dandix is also a uh, a pretty gifted musician, and he puts up some of the songs that he's created for his uh, original documentaries. He's also created original songs to go with them, including this song, which was part of the United We Fall soundtrack, and it's called... uh, Sorry. (laughs) It's called It's In Your Hands. So let's listen to this incredible clip from Dan Dix as a songwriter. That was the multi talented Dandix of PressFortruth.ca and PressFortruth.tv with It's in Your Hands from the United We Fall soundtrack. I absolutely love that song. So, Dan, I assume you've been playing for quite a while now. I'm assuming that's not exactly your first song.
1: No, no, not exactly. Yeah, I've been doing that for quite some time. Um, I kind of got out of, of, of music uh, for a little while there. And then um, what, once I got back, you know, once I got into making. Documentary films. It it got me back into uh, music because um, you know when when we had to add music to the films, I thought to myself, why don't why don't I just do it? Why why don't I just write the songs to go along with the scenes? So I, I took a stab at it, and uh, it the first time I did it, and now I, I did all the music for all three films: uh, Into the Fire, United We Fall, In, The Nation's Deathbed. Pretty much every sound or or song that you hear in any of those films. Um, were written and performed by uh, by me, and I I just put it all out on the um site as well. Um, it'll there'll, there'll be a link uh, there, uh, a download link uh, will be available v- there very shortly of um, all 16 tracks um, that come from three of those films. Um, so if you wanna, if you're interested, if you like the tunes, you want to hear some more of the songs, um, you can certainly uh, get them all there as well.
0: Well, I'm certainly glad you did pick up the guitar again and, and compose those songs, because as I say, I'm a huge fan of that that song in particular and all the other ones. Uh, just some great work, and it really reminds me of a, a 1996 album. It's kind of obscure. It's called Directions and Music. It was by Bundy K. Brown, Doug Sharon, and James Warden. And I have them as part of the, the bumper music for this show. There's one of the songs come from that album, and it just really reminds me of that, just a really nice vibe to it. And uh, it, it does raise an interesting point, because I think composing for a documentary must be quite quite a bit different than just composing a song in general. It has to have some something of a kind of ambience that it can kind of play in the background and not take too much of the attention, but it also has to have a feeling to it. So it must be kind of a balancing act to create just the right mood.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, people often, when they hear my stuff, they'll say, man, why don't you write some lyrics to that? And the reason for that is because often there's there's people on screens talking uh, while this music is going to be playing. And um, yeah, it's often about trying to convey uh, the right uh, uh, moods or emotions. Uh, that particular song uh, that we just heard there was when you know, near near the end of the film, when when we're getting into more kind of a solutions um, and and stuff that people can, uh, you know, feel hopeful uh, that that we're working to, in the right direction. Um, so yeah, it's uh, it's tricky, but um, I'm certainly having uh, been having having fun with it. Um, I'm, I'm really enjoying it. Sometimes uh, people might say, you know, I, I thought maybe that song could could use a bridge in this section. Um, and and I, I mentioned to them, you know, if, if I was writing it. To be on the radio or if I was writing this song to play it on stage or something, it would be a totally different. But I, I, write these things to picture. I, I sit down with the rough cut of the scene or the film and I, I, I'm literally writing the song as I'm looking at what's happening on the screen and I try to make the music fit perfectly to whatever's happening on the screen. So it's been an interesting process and it's been fun and, uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to doing, doing some more of it.
0: Well, I'm looking forward to it. And once again, that was called "It's in Your Hands." That's also up on your YouTube channel. But I hope people will go and uh, sign up for PresserTruth TV so they can download. The, uh, the full quality file, um, but uh, of course, there are a lot of things that are in our hands, and there 's uh, more and more news coming out just on a, that are really blockbuster. I want to get into a story that that came across my desk recently i haven 't really done anything with it yet because i haven 't looked into it too deeply, but I understand that you were covering it just earlier today if i 'm not mistaken and that 's a, a a new lawsuit that 's been brought against uh, the the government of Canada about the Bank of Canada by um, some people affiliated with Comer, the Committee for Monetary and Economic Reform. So perhaps you can tell us a little bit about this and some of the background about it for people who don't really know what the Bank of Canada is or how it's supposed to operate.
1: Sure. Well, so one thing that a lot of people may not be aware of is that things are a little bit different here in Canada in the sense that our bank um, has been nationalized. It is actually uh, a public public bank. Uh, It is owned by us, the Canadians. And the Bank of Canada does have the ability to issue its own currency interest free. Uh, we did that for quite some time. However, all that changed in uh, 1974, um, when uh, we stopped doing that and we get, we began borrowing, um, from private institutions and, and, and offshore banks like the Bank of in- International Settlements and, and the, the International Monetary Fund, um, at interest. So, This is a groundbreaking case that I I also just found out about it yesterday, so I went down to the press conference uh, this morning to cover it. And just for your listeners who are not aware of this yet, I can briefly read a little bit of the press release. I have it right here. It says, um, Two Canadians and a Canadian economic think tank confront the global financial powers in the Canadian federal court. The Canadians plead for declarations that would restore... The use of the Bank of Canada for the benefit of Canadians, and remove it from the um, control of international private entities whose interests and directives are placed above the interests of Canadians and the privacy, uh, primacy of the Constitution of Canada. So, I think this is it, it, this could quite, quite uh, potentially set a precedent and and create a ripple effect if if this is successful. Other, uh, you know, other other people may. Um, may join in on, on, on this type of thing. And I, I feel that this is one of the key things, that this is truly hacking at the the root of the problem, um, because when you are borrowing um, outside of your country, then you're not really running your country. It's, it's the people with the money who are. Um, so monetary reform is absolutely key, and that's why we're going to keep a close eye on this case as it develops uh, in the coming uh, weeks and months.
0: Excellent. Well, you say you were there covering the uh, the what was actually happening today, the press conference. Do you have any footage of that that's going to come out?
1: Yeah, yeah. We uh, we we filmed uh, the whole thing, and um, we're we're going to try to work on it as soon as we can. However, uh, uh, obviously, this is Christmas uh, weekend, um, so we're a little bit a little bit busy. All of you know, myself, Stephen, and Brian are going to see our families and uh, ha- have a little bit of time for Christmas weekend. But uh, as soon as we get back. Um, that's that's uh, the first thing that we're gonna get get, get working on uh, potentially for next Wednesday's video, um, but we'll see how it goes. But yeah, we documented the whole thing, and we'll eventually be getting that out there for sure. Excellent.
0: Well, again, I'm looking forward to that, because as you say, this is one of those root issues that really does go to to the actual heart of the problem. It's not just uh, hacking at the branches. So I certainly hope people are paying attention to this, not just in Canada, but obviously all around the world, as it shows uh, at least one way that people can try to fight back against the system. And again, even if this is uh, something of a quixotic uh, adventure and it's uh, not going to, to actually result in any sort of fundamental change, at the very least, it can be used to raise awareness of this extremely key issue, so again, I hope people are keeping their eye on this, and we'll stay Absolutely. tuned to PressForTruth.tv TV for more on it. But uh, even more incredible news coming out of Canada recently: Canada decided to opt out of the Kyoto Protocol, the uh, the binding or the supposedly binding UNFCCC agreement that was signed back in the 1990s to try to limit those evil carbon dioxide emissions that are. Cl- Killing the planet, I tell you. Killing the planet. Um, Absolutely kind of a bombshell. Um, Perhaps it's just the logical extension of the falling apart of the UNFCC process uh, generally. But tell people a little bit about this decision and what it might mean for Canada.
1: Sure. Well, I mean, it's been on the table for quite some time that Canada was, uh, I guess, expressing interest that it may eventually leave. And, you know, just last week uh, they they officially did that. Uh, Peter Kent, the Minister of the Environment, Announced that they are uh, officially uh, withdrawing after their last uh, meeting there uh, in Durban, I believe it was, um, and i it really doesn't come too much as a surprise. Um, but what I'm what I'm finding is that the reason why um, why why they're leaving is because they feel that it's not um, globalized enough. They, they they feel that we need to uh, they feel that U.S. needs to be more involved, China needs to be more involved. Um, so they're not getting out of it because it's, it's, it's not the right thing in their minds. They're getting out of it because they feel that we need something uh, better. And Yeah, it doesn't you know, go far
0: people, enough. Is the argument that right, they're trying to use.
1: Right, right, right exactly, exactly. So um, we're just going to have to see what kind of things that they suggest uh, in the near future. Sometimes when they're trying to do these things, these these deals and, and and laws and legislations are, are sometimes set up to fail so that they can introduce new laws and new legislations that are far more draconian and take away even more rights. So uh, that seems to be what's going on now with the Kyoto Protocol, as it apparently is falling apart. Uh, no doubt they will try to usher in, um, you know, a, a new idea that will uh, lead us closer towards the United Nations uh, goals of the, the New World Order, that's been the plan all along, and I, I've often referred to the Kyoto Protocol as their golden ticket to setting up a, a global governing body. Um, so we really have to keep an eye on this one and find out where they want to take it in the future, and uh, we'll just have to expose it for what it is.
0: We certainly will. And unfortunately, you're right. I think this doesn't really indicate uh, the, the collapse of the idea itself. Just the, as you say, uh, maybe, maybe set up to fail kind of idea that w- they can use to bring in the, the next solution. And we see that, of course, happening in the economic sphere with the, uh, the global economic collapse, which they're now trying to argue means that we should have more consolidation in Europe, not less. And things like that. So again, this could be one of those setup jobs. And I have seen that meme. I've been following it for years now on climategate.tv. And the meme has been there for a long time that, oh, China isn't doing enough. US isn't doing enough. Therefore it won't work. So we have to make sure that they get on board with this before, before we actually participate in it. So that's been that kind of opt out for a while. And even as the uh, IPCC starts to lose credibility and the UNFCC starts to fall apart like it did in Durban earlier this year, um, uh, unfortunately, that doesn't mean the end of the process. I can see the building up of new memes, like sustainable development is going to be one of the new memes, or the uh, the, uh, loss of species is going to be another new meme that they try to use to bring in the exact same types of global green tyranny-type controls, but just with a different hoax uh, being perpetrated. So, yes, we have to remain vigilant, and uh and that is one of the kind of disheartening things of working in this field is that it's it's not like it's ever going to be over. I don't think we're ever going to just suddenly finally win and everything's going to be done. I think b- the price of uh the price of liberty is eternal vigilance and that's uh, that's unfortunately what uh what people like yourself and myself are doing here keeping the uh the eye out on the powers that shouldn't be that are always trying to consolidate more and more control to themselves.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, like you said, there's always uh, new, new things popping up, and that's just the name of the game. So we're going to have to, as much as they uh, kick up their efforts, um, we're going to have to uh, do exactly the same thing. And that has been happening in regards to the whole you know, global warming climate change uh, scandal. Um, people need to remember about Climate Day two years ago. And um, that, that'll give you some insight into uh, the whole global warming hoax. that's for sure.
0: Exactly right. Not just ClimateGate, but ClimateGate 2.0. At any rate, let's take another short break, and we'll be back to close up tonight's program with Dan Dix of PressForTruth.tv. Welcome back, friends. Welcome back to the closing minutes of Corbett Report Radio here on Republic Broadcasting. Of course, I'm your host, James Corbett of CorbettReport.com. But tonight we've been talking to Dan Dix of PressForTruth.tv, and I certainly hope people will go check it out and see some of the work that he's done in the past. And if you enjoy it, please support the work because unfortunately, independent media just doesn't cannot rely on uh, the commercial funding or the funding from from soros or any of those other characters so we have to do it ourselves and uh if we don't hang together we will certainly hang separate but uh but finally dan i'd like to get your take on the ron paul phenomenon south of the border and from a canadian perspective what what do you think uh a of ron paul's uh run for the presidency and what are people saying in in canada about it
1: um well i'm finding it all very very interesting i mean even in the last Oh, I guess two years or so, he's really, really, um, um, gotten onto, onto the forefront and in, right into the mainstream. And I think that's largely because of, uh, his online following. And that's the amazing thing about the times that we are living in is that, uh, somebody, uh, like himself who stands for the things that he does, uh, can make it, uh, this far in this day and age. It's, it's quite, quite remarkable um so I'm, I'm i'm paying close attention to it i remember uh, last time he ran i was thinking you know it would be really cool uh if if he got in but then sometimes i wonder you know because at this at this stage in the game you just don't make it to a place like president of the united states unless um you know unless you've been kind of raised up and indoctrinated through your Respective secret societies and kind of uh, you know one of the one of the chosen ones. So I, I like what he's saying. I like his platform. I like a lot of things that he's doing. Um, however, if, if he got in, you know, I, 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 then I would uh, I guess I, I would wonder a little little bit about uh, uh, you know who, who he is and where he's coming from. But you know, we're we're all paying a close close attention to it here in Canada because um, obviously a lot of the things uh, that happen there in the states that directly affect us. So um, it's it's certainly been interesting and uh we're all we're all uh we're all watching that's for sure
0: indeed we are even here in japan i'm certainly keeping an eye on it and I think that it's it's an exciting thing to watch, but as you say we have to be we have to be careful about uh, these things and not not uh get crazy about them but again uh, we also have to realize that we can take power back and that the people can win if we do rise up on mass so I certainly hope it does represent a good trend. But at any rate, uh, keeping an eye on things north of the border there in Canada, Dan Dix in Toronto at press Absolutely a pleasure to have you on again tonight. So uh, thank you so much for all the work that you're doing there. It's really, truly appreciated.
1: Oh, no problem, man. Um, and, and, and thank you as well for having me on, and you've been doing awesome work. I've been following you for years, so uh, keep it up. Keep it up. I'm, I'm loving what you guys are doing there.
0: All right, excellent. So once again, Danix t- press TV is the place to go to go sign up and subscribe uh, to help support the work that he's doing. If you want to check out some of the stuff he's done in the past, it's PressForTruth.ca or YouTube.com slash spider, all one word. So uh, again, please do check that out. And here on Corbett Report Radio, we've got tomorrow night, we're uh, going to do our usual blast through the headlines in the first half of the program, and in the second half we have uh, James Evan Palato of... MediaMonarchy.com and NewWorldNextWeek.com and of course FoodWorldOrder.com to go over food health and environment issues. And then uh, Friday night, we have Friday night highlights and continuing on from tonight's conversation, I'm going to be dipping into the CorbettReport.com archives to dig up some uh, old interviews and videos and things that I've created about Canada and its place in the New World Order, which I know is something that I get a lot of uh, feedback and emails about. So I'm going to try to assemble some of the things that i've done on that in the past and then next week uh, i'll be taking the week off of the broadcast so we'll be replaying some of the earliest episodes of this uh corporate report radio so uh, once again i hope you're uh, keeping warm safe and sound out there wherever you are in the world right now and thank you so much for tuning in tonight i'm looking forward to talking with you again tomorrow night